I always try to get people to understand that a light bulb goes off when I talk about the infamous interview with Kanye and Sway. Mm -hmm. So that interview eight years ago, Mm -hmm. Kanye was telling Sway, like, I'm trying to get like the Calvin Kleins and the Ralph Lawrence of the world. And nobody's giving me that information. Mm. And Sway was trying to give him information. And he told him, you ain't got the answer, Sway. (laughs) Like the way you try, because he was like, Kanye, you, you rich, you know, just go get a warehouse. Uh You can make your own products. And Kanye was like, I lost 27 million trying to do it that way. That ain't it. You ain't got the answers. Like it's the information that's not getting to me. You fast forward six, six years later, he does a licensing deal. Not a good one though. Mm -hmm. With Adidas. And he gave up some control, which I don't, I never give up. No. Um, But he became on paper a billionaire. Right. Say she calling it can't come to work. Oh, that's ghetto. It's the fifth. Deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again. Pockets hurt. Oh, that's ghetto. Good idea. Now we buying merch. Oh, that's ghetto. Payment miss. Ooh, the ghetto. Say she quit. Ooh, the ghetto. Laid on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Ooh, the ghetto. Invoice in. That ain't ghetto. Money spin. Oh, that's ghetto. Hold on. It's kind of ghetto being a CEO. Welcome back to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast. Because being a CEO, y'all... Sometimes it really be giving ghetto, but we bring entrepreneurs to the couch that want to tell that ghetto CEO stories because honestly, y'all, if you don't hear it from other people, you probably think you're going through it alone. You probably think that you're in isolation. You probably think that this is only happening to you, but guess what, y'all? I'm here to give you guys a rule awakening to let you know that you are not alone, okay? And so you got to stop being in isolation. And so I want you guys, if you are loving our community, if you are loving the podcast, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and click the link below to join our coworkers community so we can stay tapped into these ghetto CEO stories. So listen, y'all, today is nothing different, okay? We are bringing another CEO to the couch. But before we get started, y'all, I want you guys to take... I want you to turn the phones off. I want you to focus and listen to this story because, baby, we is finna be strapped in for a ride today. But welcome to the couch, girl. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy to be in the A. Yes. Okay, so where did you fly in from? Los Angeles. Wow. Okay, so what time did you leave? That's an early flight. No, I got here on Monday evening. I did the Big Tigger morning show yesterday. Yes. Okay, how was that experience? Oh, it was great. Um, Shamia and Miss Pat are already fans of the brand. Yes. So it was really cool to walk in the room and already be welcomed with Afro Unicorn. And then I did three schools and a library. So I had five events yesterday. Uh, girl, so books and busy. I'm tired. <laughs> books and busy. But now you're ready to talk about your I'm ready. I'm ready. I love it. I love it. So we don't do normal introductions here on okay. the CEO podcast because they can go watch any interview. You're probably on the news and all the things, right? And so I got a question for you. To introduce yourself, if your ex-employee could introduce you to their best friend, how would they introduce you? Wow, my ex-employee. I'm trying to figure out, like, which one? <laughs> like, which I was which, which ex-employee? Um, I, honestly, I would hope that they would say, you know, she has a smart, has a smart mouth. Yeah. <laughs> She has a smart mouth, but um, she's very tenacious and she gets the job done. Like so many people always try to spin a block with me. Um, So even if the relationship ended on not so good terms, they always try to figure out how to get back. Because at the end of the day, I want everybody to win. At the end of the day. 
That's so they know that April wants to see you win. Listen, first of all, let's talk about this get back, this spin the block, okay? Because I think even in my entrepreneurship journey, as I have hired and fired employees, that spin the block, sometimes it'd be like, okay, babe, you could come back. But then when they come back, it was like, never mind. That was not. Like, have you ever had that experience? Oh, yeah. I had it not in this business, but in another business. And it actually just came up recently. Someone brought her up. I have forgotten about her. Mm-hmm. But, um... I, I hired her twice, mm-hmm. and I was like, dang, girl, go with that gut. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Get that Olivia Pope white hat going yes. and go with the gut yes. because they're, they're ex-employees, ex-people for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's never worked well the second time around. And I wonder if that's just how it's supposed like it because it's a reason why they left the first time. But I always think like, well, maybe I'm different. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're different. You know, like I just feel like it's going to be different. But anytime I think about it and I'm like, let me spin the block. I'll be like, no, no, I can't do it. And it's not that they're not good people, yeah. but it's just not the right mix for you yeah yeah i love that i love that okay let's jump in so tell them who you are tell them about this amazing brand you are taking the streets by storm right now <sighs> trying <laughs> um so i'm april showers founder of afro unicorn yes. afro unicorn is a lifestyle brand to remind women and children of color how unique divine and magical we truly are i'm the first black woman to have a licensed brand character in major retail mm. What that means is um, my product sits on the shelves next to Disney, Marvel, and Nick. So when you're looking for Afro Unicorn, you find Star Wars, you'll see Afro Unicorn. Mm. Um, We are in Walmart, Target, CVS, 25 different retailers, every grocery store, so approximately 40,000 doors. If you're over here on YouTube watching the podcast, listen, I need you to do me a favor. If you love me, do me this favor. Pull out your phone right now and go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or anywhere that you actually listen to podcasts at, right? I need you to subscribe and leave a review. Listen, the way podcasts work is the streets don't know we doing good if it's not on the audio version. The YouTube version don't really count, okay? So go over there, leave us a review, and let us know how much you love the podcast. Now back to the episode. It's nationwide. Um, anything from having a full party to toys to hair care. We just launched our magical tresses. Pool, um, you name it. I say it's yeah, a modern, it's a modern day Hello Kitty. Oh, I love that. You know, and thinking about, I just remember my childhood. Hello Kitty had me in a chokehold. Okay, I was talking the bed, the like everything just had to be between Hello Kitty and like Betty Boop. Like okay, Betty Boop. <laughs> That is like choco. But you know, that is a good reference, right? Mm-hmm. And I think people, I don't know if kids, well, do kids now have that? I guess you are creating it, right? Yeah, kids, um, but kids still love Hello Kitty. Okay. I think Hello Kitty is celebrating their 50th anniversary wow. next year. And it's not just kids. Hello Kitty, like Afro Unicorn, is a four-quadrant brand, meaning mm-hmm. we're cradle to the grave. Okay. So we have everything from the babies all the way up to um you know, our elders that yes. rock Afro Unicorn. The event that I had yesterday, it had a, it was a three-generation family that walked in, and they wow. were all repping Afro Unicorn. Period. So, I mean, we go all the way up to 5XL. 
So anybody can get into Afro Unicorn. You know, I really love that. But I'm thinking now my CEO brain is going. And okay. the first thing I'm thinking is, those sound like a lot of skews. And that sound like a lot of trouble. <laughs> so yeah. what be going on? What's the craziest thing that has happened in developing manufacturing for all of this? So a lot of people don't understand licensing. And yes, it is a lot of skews. Mm-hmm. We have over 500 skews in the market space okay. right now. But Again, I'm a licensed character brand. Mm. So when you see Disney everywhere, Disney mm-hmm. does not own, it's not a warehouse that Disney has where they're manufacturing their products. Mm. They have licensee partners who own, um, who own factories um, in China or domestically, most of them are, are in China, but they own the actual factories. And those licensees will have certain categories. Um, like I have on Afro Unicorn socks right now. So mm-hmm. I have a sock licensee partner ah. that only produces sock. I have a partner who only produces the hair care and the hair accessories okay. and the bedding. Um, so a lot of people, especially in our space, again, I'm the first black woman to yeah, do this. This is new. So we don't even know <laughs> yeah. that this is even a thing. thing yeah. Um, like Calvin Klein, his stuff is licensed. Mm. Ellen Tracy it's license. All of your characters are licensed, meaning they're not, those particular creators do not have a facility. I know you're like 500 SKUs. Yeah, in my all mind, all these that's where doors, yes. who packing, yes. who shipping. But now it makes sense. Nobody. Nobody yes. on my team. No, not us. Not we us. We are here create. We right. connecting. Right. <laughs> We're connected. Speaking yeah. of creating, shout out to my um, manager, Skia Fountain. He's in the room. Yes. He's my, the other up? side of my brain and my creator to help me. Think of my vision further. And so it was him that I reached out to when, so Walmart reached out to me and asked if I would create a party supply line, if I would be interested. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, of course, back up. I'm a huge manifester. So my son had already had asked me about Walmart because I was frustrated about a bad deal with that was doing with Amazon when I was Getting the products myself, shipping yes. them, packaging them, you know, fulfillment. Right, right. All, that the hustle. Baby, that was only one <laughs> one skew. It was just a plush. And I was yes. about to lose my ever-loving mind. <laughs> yes, yes. I was about to lose my mind because I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, yes. I can't get through the systems. Like, nothing was working. And my baby came in the room and he said, well, mommy, what about Walmart? And I said... Walmart, I, I'm not doing Walmart. Now, it was only because I didn't even know how. How? how but how, you can't tell the baby that. I can tell the baby that. <laughs> I can make the baby think I wasn't a super, super right. woman, superpower. We, we got a whole unicorn brand. <laughs> right. So I can let him see me sweat. Yes, so I'm like, yes. I'm not going into Walmart. Right, right. And then he said, um, okay, well, I think Walmart would be a great opportunity. And then he went in his room and not even 30 minutes, uh, we share an email account because he's my young COO. Okay. How, how old is he? At the time, he was only 14. Okay. He's 17 now. Okay. And so he um, opened up his bedroom door, and the living room was right there. And he looked at me. I looked at him. He was like, you see that email from Walmart? It happened the same moment. It happened wow. the same moment that they reached out. And so I'm, I'm like, uh, like, you know, on the top of the world. But yes. then I started thinking, like, okay. Somebody else reached out to me on my website uh-huh. and was like, I heard Walmart is is considering you. Oh, we nice. would like to set up a call. You in demand. And I'm like, 
they talking. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm not going to tell them about the other person because I don't know how it works. Right, right. I don't, I don't know, know how, how it goes. I don't know how none of this goes yet. Yeah. And so I, I basically was just like, um, she wanted to set up a call. Mm-hmm. So we set up that first call. And she based in the email, she was like, I want to meet your team. And I went, Jesse going to be in school. <laughs> I'm back. We're... We um we got a work day today. We have to get him out of class. <laughs> Team, right? Yeah. I it was literally me, my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, we was pressing shirts in the kitchen. My mama would come over and help us fold yeah. and package stuff together. Come on, family. And I had my social media manager that that would help me on social media posts. So I called her. I was like, Kalia, can you join me on? <laughs> On my meeting because they want to meet my team. Yes. And Jesse in school. No. <laughs> so uh, we got on that call, and I remember I had a coach at the time, and my coach was telling me, and I asked her, I said, What what do I? My coach at the time was Courtney. Mm-hmm. I think she was recently on here. Yes, yes. Shout out to Courtney. So I asked Courtney, I said, What should I expect? on this call because mm-hmm. you know she was already in retail uh-huh. so she was like they're not going to know this question answer but you're going to ask it anyway you want to know how many doors are they thinking about putting you in mm-hmm. and she was like typically with black brands they'll start you between like 50 200 like but that's a good number in any number she was like any number is good mm-hmm. so I was like okay that's the one question I can ask that I know right so when I was talking to the, to the lady at Walmart and her team before we got off, I said, I'm just curious. I know you probably won't know the answer, but how many doors would you be considering to put me in? She said a thousand minimum. What? And my mind just went to a place where I couldn't process it. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't because I didn't, first of all, I didn't know about licensing. Yeah. And hearing my, you know, my coach tell me a number that was way under a thousand. Right. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm never, I'm never, I ain't never scared. You know right. what I'm saying? But you but looking still, at the it, stuff, I'm just pressing shirt. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, Who, I got you. Right. So, um, that's when she introduced me to the people that hit me up on the website. That was actually somebody that she was speaking to. Okay. She was like, I want you to meet with these two companies and then you can decide which one you want to go with. Okay. So these are companies that help you that they wanted to license. Right. They okay. were, and again, I don't know nothing. So I'm not even about to act like I, I know knew. something. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know nothing. Yeah. But I knew that I had been, I, I, I believe if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Right, right. So I was in a position to take in whatever they were going to tell me. Right. And figure this out. Yes. Let's do this job of a CEO, figuring it out. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. So I met with um, the two licensees, okay. had conversations with them. Still didn't understand what the heck they was talking about. Yeah. And they were asking me about royalty rates and MG. And so I remember um, my friend at the time, well, we were working together on publishing, Askia, who's now my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I called him and I'm like, hey, Walmart reached out and they're asking me about royalty rates. And they're mm-hmm. asking me, he's, from the, he's in the music industry. So I'm like, I know you probably know some of this. Right. Like, can you help me out? And so he was like, well, let me make a call, and I'll get back to you. Okay. I'm, st- I'm calling everybody in the right. Rolodex. Like, Some- somebody tell me something. <laughs> I'm on Google. I'm, not trying to fuck I'm with like, that. royalty, what is it? Yes. Like- <laughs> yes, I am not trying to be on my own song later on talking about they took all my money. <laughs> right. Um, so then he got back to me, and he, he spoke with a friend of his who um, 
was the attorney of JoJo Siwa. Okay. So if you don't know, are you familiar with JoJo yeah, Siwa? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. It's also a licensed brand. Oh. And that attorney, um, you know, gave him some pointers, but okay. then told him to have us watch the toys that made us on Netflix. Gotcha. And the toys that made us on Netflix is about the story of Barbie, Hello mm-hmm. Kitty, okay. um, Leg. Have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like, you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers, and that is why we created the Entrepreneur's Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So, in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or traditional or hybrid we have these ceos there for you but even taking it up a notch we have local chapters in your city from atlanta to dallas to new york to houston to chicago chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together linking up to go to brunch together having fun together doing community service outreach like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people it's time for you to get some co-workers, sis. And this community is completely free. Just because you're watching this podcast, all you have to do is stop, pause the podcast, click the link below, take the assessment, get in the community, and I'll see you there. Bye, co-worker. Back to the episode. Goes all the big toys. Yes, yes, yes. And watching that, we got our one-on-one on what licensing in the consumer products space was and then fast forward everybody that was in that documentary we done met with everybody wow so when at what point was this like because what at what year was this so i launched african core in may 2019 okay. walmart reached out um august 2021 okay and then we went into walmart last um june with one category and now we're 19 categories at walmart wow so this has been it's been going, you know, but I don't want to say it's been, it's an overnight thing because you said you had businesses before this. So mm-hmm. it is the preparation yep. for the elevation. Right. 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 Um, but I really, I love this because I think it's also opening our eyes. And I think also us as like black women and black entrepreneurs, this is not our lane, you know, like licensing and knowing that I don't have to be the one in, in the, the trap doing the shirts, you know, I don't have to make everything. And I think it goes to the conversation, the bigger conversation that people have on social media of, do you have to own a hundred percent of everything? Oh, let's, let's stand correct. April showers is 100% owner, oh, period. owner of Afro unicorn. Yes. Um, I have full creative control and full quality control over the brand. I always try to get people to understand that a light bulb goes off when I talk about the infamous interview with Kanye and Sway. Mm -hmm. So that interview eight years ago, Mm -hmm. Kanye was telling Sway, like, I'm trying to get like the Calvin Kleins and the Ralph Lawrence of the world. And nobody's giving me that information. Mm. And Sway was trying to give him information. And he told him. You ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> yes, he like, did. the way you tried, because he was like, Kanye, you you rich, you know, just go get a warehouse. Uh-huh. You can make your own products. Yeah. And Kanye was like, I lost $27 million yeah. trying to do it that way. Right. That ain't it. You ain't got the answers. Like, yeah. it's the information that's not getting to me. Fast forward six, six years later, he does a licensing deal. Not a good one, though, mm-hmm. with Adidas. Yes. And he gave up some control, which I don't, I never give up. No. Um, But he became, on paper, a billionaire. Right. With, through, through that deal. Yeah. 
And it was smarter. It was like, so that's what licensing looks like. Looks like. Yeah. And it's information. Mm. It's literally a small group of individuals who control the masses of what you see in retail. Wow. As far as licensing is concerned. Yeah. Majority of our partners are all in New York. They're all in a four block radius of each other. And they all know each other. Yeah, yeah. The licensing licensing industry is a very small community, but the the amount of mass production that comes out of it, it's it's, It's crazy. It's bananas. (laughs) Yeah. But if you're not in licensing, Mm -hmm. you won't know about licensing. Like someone literally has to invite you into that space Mm. and give you the information so we're challenged now to learn as much as we possibly can in this space. Yeah. So then we could go and find other urban brands uh-huh. and show them this way. Yeah, because I'm like I said, I don't feel like I've heard, and I've I've been doing business for ten years, right? But I'm young too, so you know. Um, but I've ne- like that's just not something. It's like oh, I, no one starts the business like hey, I'm going to try to get this license. Like that's normally not the thought process. It may be the end result of what happens, mm-hmm. but that's not how you normally start, right? And but I think that it is an amazing idea. Like I don't have to do everything. This allows me to really be a CEO. Yeah, allows you to be a CEO and to be the creative and market the mm-hmm. actual brand. Yeah, it's not worry about the fulfillment yeah. and the manufacturing. Yeah, that. because when you're working in the the business, it's very very difficult to stay creative. Mm-hmm. And then that's when all the frustration comes in. When you're dealing with the day in and day out and you're not able to really focus on the vision of where you want the brand to be. I I I did it the other way. But I needed to do it that way. I literally, I built the brand to sell. Mm. So you talked about how people talk about selling and I, I yeah. built it to sell. Because I didn't believe, I knew African Unicorn was something big. Like uh-huh. the brown unicorn, like it didn't exist before. Yeah. This deserves to be worldwide, globally. Right. I said from day one, 2019, is going to be a household name, a worldwide brand. I just did not know that I could still be the CEO mm. and get it there. I thought I would have to sell it to somebody else. For them, I'm a tell. Hell, I thought Diddy would have to come buy it. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, Diddy gonna buy it. Yes. Um, brother love, brother love. But um, so it wasn't until when Walmart approached me, mm-hmm. that's when I learned about licensing and that I did not have to give over control of yeah. my business. And it can I could still have 500 SKUs in the market and be in 40,000 doors and work mm-hmm. literally from my home. You know, I love this because I think it's giving people another insight on another extra strategy, right? Because I always tell people you should have the end in mind, right? Mm -hmm. But I think when we think about black businesses, it's an uproar when we sell, right? So, but there has to be some extra strategy. We can't just assume that your children are going to want this business. So what does this look like for you? So switching gears a little bit, Mm -hmm. like how was the creation process of creating this now character that's being licensed in all of these stores that's being seen worldwide. Like, what did the thought process come from? Were there seeds from your other part of your career that started this? Well, yeah. A friend kept referring to me as a unicorn because I'm a licensed real estate broker and I also run a state farm agency. Okay. Still to this day. Yeah, but I'm, you know. Yes. On record. (laughs) 
She said, I'm hooked and be <laughs> And I, um, I'm a single mom of two, two boys. Okay. So my friend kept telling me that I was a unicorn. And um, for, I finally was like, why do you keep calling me that? He's like, well, because you're running your businesses, you're raising your boys. And because of me being a serial entrepreneur and raising my boys, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be this unicorn that you keep telling me. Yeah. I started to use that emoji on my phone over and over again. And then one day it hit me while I was in only white. So at that mm. moment, it no longer resonated with me. I went to find one that looked like me. I couldn't. And so instead of complaining about it, I just decided to create it. Mm. So I literally sat down with my cousin and told him how I wanted the unicorn to look. Yeah. And I said, but I'm creating it for other women like me. Right. Other women who are just out here hustling, um, raising kids, you know. Getting it done. Just getting it done. <laughs> and I want to inspire their babies as well. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we play a segment called OK Monray. And I hope y'all are ready. They love this segment. But OK Monray is a, I'm going to ask you three provoking questions. Mm-mm. And if you can't answer the question and you want to plead the field, you got to say, OK Monray. Okay, you got it? You ready? Okay, Monroe. <laughs> She's like, let me practice because I already know. All right, question number one. If you could write a book like Zane, what would you have named it? April Showers. Ooh. Bring May Flowers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, she's like, um, you know, it gives it what it gives. It gives what it gives. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Question number two. What was one of the worst things that happened when negotiating with your deal with Walmart or any retailer? With any negotiate. So um, just to be clear, I negotiate them with the licensees. Okay. We had one recently where they just tried to lowball me. Mm. And I just told a skier, just tell them no. Okay. They can't come up to at least our minimum. Yeah. Then we're not doing it. Do you feel like in now that you're more comfortable saying no, would you have said no initially? I didn't know what I was doing initially. (laughs) Be like. So it's crazy. The offer that they tried to bring me Uh was an offer that I got initially. Uh. But now that I know, we know our worth. Yes. We like we not doing that. Can't go back. We can't go backwards. Because back. I told you, they all know each other. Yes. So they'll start talking, and the word on the street is not going to be Afro Unicorn takes lowball deals. Right. Right. Okay. I love that, and I think that's also um, an acknowledgement point. Like it's okay initially to make the mistake, acknowledge it. Because sometimes I, I have, I be beating myself up. I be like, I should have did this, 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 and this. You know, hindsight. But now you're like, okay, I'm gonna do better next time. So I love that. Okay, question number three. What is the pettiest thing that you ever fired someone for? Is her looking at the manager, the manager looking at her? What's it? What's it? <laughs> no. Um, what it was was uh, there was supposed to be an event mm-hmm. that was supposed to be set up. Okay. And when I got there. It was not set up. She had herself sitting there eating her food mm. and drinking her juice. Mm. And nothing of my event was set up. Oh, that wasn't pity. So it was a wrap for me at yeah. that point. <laughs> that wasn't pity. That was rightfully so. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, they probably thought I was being petty because I'm always being called out for, for the, the way I speak. So. Okay. Okay. Because so I, I spoke up immediately. But as you should, this is your business and they going to want their paycheck. It's weeks. So we got to keep it rolling. It's fresh. <laughs> it's, just, it's new. 
I plead the fifth. I didn't. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. All right, y'all give it up, y'all. This was really, really good. So one of the things you spoke about um, several times when we talked about employees is you. And you was like, my mouth. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So how has that worked? Because, you know, the thing that we be having to, we develop a lot as a CEO is personal so, development. I was told yesterday okay. that... I um, have to work on how I speak to others. Okay. what In what way, though? Because I'm very direct. I'm straight, straight chaser. I didn't take no fifths. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you <laughs> raw. And I don't play games. Yeah, yeah. And this is my business. This is my livelihood. Yeah. I, I live in the house that I manifested, which is a really nice neighborhood. Mm. I got kids that live in there. Yeah. I have a lifestyle that I have to maintain. For my children, yeah. I have a legacy that I'm trying to build. So I don't play about mine. Mm. And so sometimes my delivery is not what I say, though. Mm-hmm. What I say is always on point. Right. <laughs> I said what I said, but. It's how my delivery. Yeah. And because of that, being a CEO and knowing that's probably one of my weak spots on yeah. how I speak to people. Yeah. I have to remove myself from certain rooms mm. and let people who speak differently handle those conversations. Yeah. So I don't need to be on, as, as the CEO, I don't need to be on every call. Right. Because what I don't want, I don't want to be known as someone that is difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. So leaning more on my team to say, hey, y'all got to fall on the sword for me. <laughs> yeah. So I can just be the poster. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's having a team, that's what it's all about. Honestly. Them understanding what everyone's, downsides are upsides are and filling in that gap so i will say on record that it's not what i say (laughs) it's how i say it and i have to do better i love it and until i can do better i'm just removing myself from certain conversations you know i respect it you know but i also respect the the acknowledgement of sometimes i need my team to take the l for me because i can't what i realize in my business is i can't always look like the villain because if I'm the villain, the people don't want to come to work. The people don't, like, I'm the villain and you my graphic designer. You got to design a graphic with my face on it. Like, it's just like, you and you bad at me, you know? So you have to put people in place to, like, you got to protect the queen. Protection. Yes. That is the thing. I love it. I love it. So before we go, what would you say to the entrepreneur that's watching this, the CEO that's like, girl, it's been a ghetto journey but I am loving her story, and I just want to continue to be inspired by what she's got, what she has going on. What would you say to her? Well, you have to believe yes. that you can do it, and you have to see the end result. A lot of times, people don't execute as they're supposed to mm-hmm. because they truly don't see what that end looks like. Yeah. They get caught up in the details. I didn't worry when when they hit me up and they told me this is what they was going to do and they gave me the thousand doors. I mm-hmm. mean, it shook me a little bit because I'm like, I have one state farm agency with one door where people come to. Yeah. But now you want me. And by the way, it wasn't a thousand. It was all doors. We went into all doors at Walmart. Wow. So it's like, how am I going to do it? But yeah. I don't like I don't let that paralyze me yeah. because I saw my products sitting on the shelves in every single store. Mm. So if I visually can see it there, the universe is going to have to figure out the rest. Yeah. And I feel like. Um, to that entrepreneur, you really, really have to get into your mind that this is exactly, and when I, when I say visualize, you have to feel it, mm. see it, you know what the smell of the room is, yes. like that deep of a, that deep. 
And you will, you will literally manifest that the alchemist says that the universe always conspires for my good. Mm. And I truly, truly believe that. Yeah. Everything that, I've happened, that has happened for me, I've never been qualified for it. Yes. But I've seen it, and it all came together. So just start off with that real belief and be consistent. Don't start something and don't finish it. And do not confuse your um, movement. What is it that Denzel says? Don't confuse your movement with um, progress. Because mm. you could run in place. Yo. So all that busyness mm. and not executing yeah. is not going to get you anywhere. Yes. Stay Ooh. focused on the end. You always got to see the end. Like, you got to see the end result of whatever it is that you're doing. I love that. Y'all, I hope y'all were so inspired by this episode today. And listen, if you are in our coworkers community, if you are not, you need to join our community because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we don't have coworkers. And so we created our own coworkers community. And you need to drop in our ghetto CEO chat and talk about what are you envisioning? What does your business look like? What can you smell? What can you see? What can you, what can you feel? What do you know that the end looks like for you? Okay? And I can't wait to see you guys on another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast. Make sure you also like, comment, and subscribe. See y'all later.